I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson The Secret 2. I am, of course, joined by my SES bestie, Ulrika Johnson. Hello! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> right, mate, I am so, right, so intrigued about your love life. <laughs> Is everyone, do you get this off everyone? Is everyone just like, tell me who the most famous person you've kissed is? Because this is what I want to know, really. <gasps> oh, my God. I don't even know. See, I can't remember these things, Vicky. I'm just, like, trying to think back to... Don't oh, be God. coy now, Ulrika. I, I had all a... your bits. <laughs> I had a date with... Um, gosh, this is before I was even famous, actually, so I don't even know how this happened. A date with Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone's brother. Fuck off! I know, isn't it? That's so good. Is he handsome? I was working as a secretary. I was like 20 or something. um, And he was a guest on the programme. And he like let it be known through the sort of showbiz section that, oh, he'd like take me out or whatever else. Honestly, I was so green and naive. I had no idea. So I went to some premiere or something with him. I do think I slept with him as well. Good lass, good lass. I love how you go, I don't know how this happened. Like, you're 53 now. Like, imagine this. 54. At 20. Fuck off, 54. Well, I'm, I'm like, imagine this at 20, mate. Like, I'd still shag you now. 110%. <laughs> like, imagine this at 20. Nah. If Sylvester Stallone had seen me, his brother wouldn't have got a look in, man. Oh, oh no. Hilarious. That. Yeah. <laughs> And, and again, it goes back to that thing of like, if you're working in an environment, so I was working for a TV channel as a secretary, you have celebrities coming in all the time. So yeah. you're looking at, you're, you feel like you're part of, of something. You get kind yeah. of, I guess, a bit sort of you swept ca- up in it. Yeah, you get caught up in the culture. Like, yeah. listen, it's totally different, Ulrika, but this is like my only point of reference here. Before I did like Jodie Shore, I was working in VIP rooms. Like I was the hostess, you know, if your name wasn't on the list, you weren't getting in. I was the door hole. And um, we didn't have anyone famous up there, really. Like it's yeah. Newcastle, like an Ant and Deck one ever there. And it was yeah. long before Cheryl Cole. So basically like it was just, if sort of the club booked a PA or if we're lucky enough to have a footballer or something. And I remember once we got Tinhead off um, Brookside. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And honestly, mate, like, I lost my head. You would think it was Sylvester Stallone's brother the way I went on over it, like, taking pictures with him and stuff. Like, I was absolutely buzzing. Told me mates about it for weeks after. Oh, my God. So I, I, think, I think feeling excited about Sylvester Stallone is completely okay. Well, he's brother. <laughs> no, it's 
is like so it's so bizarre and I actually think I actually think when I then went to present the weather, of course, on a Friday, we'd have showbiz people in or whatever else. And sometimes really big names or whatever else. Oh, and one of my favorite um, music stars or mus- musicians, I guess, was Chris Rea. And he uh-huh. and he came on the show and I got so nervous. I went and hid in a cupboard because I couldn't. And I was like, and in the end, sort of went, could you please sign my CD? And it's like, knobhead. <laughs> like, he, he he didn't care about fame, as you know. He's very, very humble and yeah. uh, and all that stuff. And it's like, but yeah, you'd get you'd get stars in, big TV, film stars and whatever. It was quite interesting and things that you I remember from my early childhood and and that's what I think must happen to you too that you you know people from your childhood that you've looked at on tv or whatever else Mm. and suddenly you get to meet these people now you get to work Mm. with them and that's quite an extraordinary thing I always have that where you said that little pinch me moment where you go oh my gosh that's incredible like yeah Honestly, mate, I don't want to blow smoke up your arse. And I, and I have, you know, I've like fallen in love with you when we did SS. But like for me, meeting you was a big thing. Like I remember telling me mom and me mom lost our shit. Because like for us, you were just the woman we would sit and watch and you were so effortlessly glamorous with your like Swedish good looks all week. And like you could hold your own with the boys. That's what I liked. Like on like shooting stars, like it was such a male dominated space. Yeah. Yeah. But like you still gave as good as you got and like were respected because yeah, you you looked great. They needed a bit of eye candy. But you fucking you didn't take nothing lying down. Like you had a com you had comedy timing and you were able to definitely sort of hold your own in a yeah. male dominated space. So no mate, you were one of those for me. <laughs> I feel like I may as well tell you. Definitely <laughs> me mum was like, What is she like? Is she as nice as we oh, think? That's I was so like, sweet. Yeah, I was like, she's exactly what you'd think. Mom, my mom was like buzzing. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. Oh, that makes warms that warms my heart. That's really sweet. Okay, so right, what's your relationship status now, then, Ulrika? <sighs> that's so interesting. Uh, so I came out of my uh, last marriage three years ago and um, had, you know, no intention at all of going into uh, a relationship. I think you, I'd always been. A, a relationship person I'd always been somebody who I think through from early on I was always looking for the one because I guess we were programmed to believe there was the one out there for you so yeah and also I wanted to breed I wanted to have kids so I was looking for the one who could inseminate me <laughs> and just, just give me all the tiny humans <laughs> yes my fallopian <laughs> tubes are waiting and um <laughs> Uterus is fucking kicking right oh, off. No. Going dee, dee, dee. Um, but yeah, so no, so then I reached this point, you know, uh, as I said, three years ago, when I was 51 and like, I don't want to be in a relationship, but I do want to have sex and I'd like to have a lot of it, please. It's like my yes. sex drive went a bit bonkers. And well, I don't know if it went bonkers. It may have been bonkers. But anyway, I, I wasn't having any sex. But then my friend... Um, put me on the dreaded dating apps. So then I did have a few days. That was only beginning of this year or like, well, whenever, yeah, spring this year. So I've had a few dates and things. Yeah, there's um, there's been no significant other. I think mm-hmm. I'm ready. I think that, that sort of time of having dates with people, uh, which is kind of such a foreign way to connect with people anyway, like on an mm-hmm. app, it's for an old yeah. person, it's very bizarre. 
But um, I think I think for anyone, like I don't know anyone who finds that like that form of soul destroying. It's, it's not organic, and like no. we all would prefer, wouldn't we, to like catch someone's eye in a bar yeah. and have or that smell connection. them as they walk past you, and you're like, oh my god, he smells so good, or I love his voice, or look at his hands. Yeah. You know, oh, we just that. want that. Yeah, that's what you want. Unfortunately. Like, yeah. even me and Erkan, Ulrika, like, we, everyone's always like, how did you meet? Because <laughs> he's such a lovely, handsome man, and, like, we're so smitten. Like, everyone expects there's this, like, really romantic story to go along with it, and I'm just like, ugh, Instagram. <laughs> it's not, it's no. not romantic. Yeah. yeah. But I think, but but in a way, I th- I've I've now come to terms with that that that, that is... It may not always be the way that people are going to meet, but it's definitely going to be part of it. And and you clearly made a connection. There was something about your exchange of words or whatever it was that went on be- between you that made you go, oh. And, and, and so, you know, it is different from meeting in a pub over a bag of pork scratchings, but equally it is another way of, of meeting people. But I think that, I think what I've sort of concluded now is that, um, dates are all kind of they're all well and good I wouldn't mind having somebody in my life but it might not be the conventional way so it might not be you know to live with somebody or whatever but I would definitely like to sort of be in a relationship I think yeah do you think like as you've got older your needs have changed massively massively as I said I just never I don't need a man I don't need I mean I've I guess none of us have ever needed a man, but I. But what I mean feels by like that, that is, sometimes, yeah, it? yeah. Almost but and also, like a... certainly, if you're creating a family, it's quite, yeah. and you're heterosexual, it's quite. You do need a man in that respect, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I've always, I guess, because I was always looking to settle down, and I'm not necessarily looking for that now, but I'm looking for somebody uh we're not actively looking but you know uh would love to have someone to love and who loves me and where you just understand you just know and you don't have any of this anxiety are they messaging back is he gonna turn up is he gonna bail no you know all that stuff I'm I'm too old for that and also like Mm. I know myself have have we ever been young enough for that bullshit? Like, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Like, I look back at what I used to put up with in my 20s and, like, a couple of my mates are newly single now and they're going to have to go through that fucking process again. And yeah. we're all just dreading it on their behalf because I just think, whoever really had time for that shit? No. And actually, oh. I, I think I never, because I lived my life slightly in reverse in the sense that settled down really young, mm. career, family, whatever. And now, now I'm freer and now I can do... Now it's my time to pursue what I want to pursue and do what I want to do. My kids are growing up a bit more. Of course, they still need me. I'll always be there for them. But I, this is my time now. Yeah. I really feel that. And and I think, because I never had that in mm. my sort of yeah. 20s, that whole unreliability. It was like, you went out with someone and you, like, oh, it's my, my son, who's going to be 27, he told me, he said, um, yeah, so, you know, relationships, it's like you date then you become exclusive and then you become a couple or something. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like there are these layers and bases, like what? In my day, you went out with someone, you went out with someone and that yeah. was it. It was like none of that. But yeah, no, the I guess the problem we have is that we're connecting with so many people that people don't feel the need to show to show good manners or, you know, whatever. And it just ends up being a mess. I think we're the gener like your son's generation. So they must be Gen Z or is he still, is he a millennial? Is he Gen Z or a millennial? 
I'm a millennial, so he must be a Gen Z. Yeah, probably. This thing confuses me, but the other generation that has made fucking everything more complicated. <laughs> like, they've taken things that should have just been so straightforward, like, oh, if, and I've always believed if you like someone, just tell them and then you're together. Yeah, that, no games. Like, that's, oh, that's it. Like, I can't no stand games. this, like, well, he's not asked me to be his girlfriend, so yeah. I'm not. Like, that, no, 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 you, you're fucking asking for trouble there, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, I just, like, straightforward, we like each other, so we're together. But yeah, now, mate, like, it does feel like, oh, it's just so much more complicated. Mm. I would... I wouldn't like, I feel like I wouldn't like to be a young person trying to navigate the world of dating now. No, I think so too. I, I feel exactly the same. I find, I've, it's been soul destroying and it's been a bit of a, a shock. And, and the younger guys that I've connected with have, you know, you're just like, it's a bit of, you know, they're the most important thing in their life. And they do a lot of navel gazing and like, this is what I want to do. And I want to go off and do this. And I'm thinking, God, mate, at your age, I was just working my ass off. Yeah. I was dedicated to other people. I didn't have the time to, I, you're just completely kind of different stages of, of, of your life. But yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you. I feel like, why can't, it's almost like there's um, um, a set of rules, isn't there, for things that you have to do and that you have yeah. to say and like a, list of good you know just does my head in and I'm absolutely clueless and I think god can we just be direct yeah it's like there's rule it's like there's a rule book but you haven't got it yeah like that's how like that's how I felt when I broke up with my ex like yeah I remember thinking like and even just still being 31 I think I was at the time like feeling like for fuck's sake like I didn't want to have to start again like no. I thought this was my chance for children yeah I thought this was my big white wedding dress and everything and like you know when you feel like you have to go back to square one like I just felt so defeated yeah. like I was done with that section and then I started getting back out there and like lads would te- like message and text and oh my god like I'd feel like it was, we, they'd, get, they'd say things like, we must meet up. And I'd be yeah. like, yeah, well, well, when then? Yeah, you see, like, that's how, I'm, I'm, if you're saying when? that to me, that's what you're saying, you <laughs> want to meet up. So I'm like, okay. Let, let's put a fucking time on it. Let's put a date on it and let's both turn up and dress smart and have nice mm. conversation and drink nice things and eat some nice food and then shit themselves. And I'd yeah. be like, so hang on a second, mate. What was all this, like, what was all this weeks of chat for? Like, yeah, you can technically just waste your own time because yeah. I, I'm not. Like it's insane, and I do feel like the dating world is 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 difficult and hard. But God, mate, like you're approaching it from such a different place now, though. Like, yeah, you, you've got your kids. You're yeah. a strong, financially independent woman. Like, yeah. you're not relying on these fellas for anything no. other than like a good scene too every now and then. Yeah, so, no, exactly. Thank you very much. So you, <laughs> you should, know that you should be like any one of these fellas. Absolute dreams. Well, I think I think actually, and of course, this is absolutely nothing to do with sort of who I am, but the representation of what what I am, which is what you said, which is you know secure in myself yeah. like I'm 54 if I don't know what I want now I'll never know um and um, of course we're all still you know uh, works in progress but but definitely know what I want I've done the whole children thing uh I want to go and do the nice things now I think they find it intimidating I think oh. they find it a little bit like it's it, and also it's like if you then add into it I guess the the fame aspect yeah. of things and I'm I'm obviously by no means anything like you are because nobody bothers with me anymore and that that's really quite nice 
But even so, that becomes almost threatening. And yeah. I'm like, but I can't even begin to show you how like normal and humble and boring I am. Like you need to know. And uh, but yeah, I, but maybe it's a man woman thing regardless it doesn't have necessarily to just to do with fame or whatever else but definitely has to do with guys always go I love an older woman I love an older woman they love the idea of an older woman they don't like the reality the reality is like oh she knows what she oh she's got an opinion (laughs) yeah but then the same goes for like the same goes for an independent woman like the amount yeah. of lads who I've gone out with and they've gone, like, oh, I love the fact you make your own money. Like, I love the yeah. fact you don't need mine. I love the fact you're strong. Yeah. No, hang on. You like the idea of me. Yeah. Wait till you find out I'm not going to put up with you coming home all hours. Or yeah, I am yeah, going yeah. to expect you to do the dishes because we're equals. Like, yeah. you like the idea of someone with their own money, but the reality actually is intimidating. It means you've yeah. got to step up. It means you've got to fix up. It means you've got to be better and that you don't like. No, so I'm with you. I think that's a hundred. That's a hundred percent it, and uh, and it's just sort of like it feels a bit disappointing because you sort yeah. of think I thought we'd got further along the lines, and and also me, like for me, like I definitely think I read this thing where men. It's apparently men are meant to mature at thirty-seven, so I'm assuming oh. the guys you're dating are like around that. Most, and I'm just like, oh, so hang on, it's not true, is it? They don't mature, do they? <laughs> they don't. Oh, I knew it well, was I mean, it's a, well, it's it's all it's all down, I guess, to the individual, uh, and and you know you can get young people with, uh, you know, mature on you know who have mature heads and are really really kind of uh, solid, but I think yeah, I think there is it's a little bit goes back to this thing of like there is so much choice nowadays in the world as regards everything, not just women or people or whatever, but just things to do or possibilities and whatever else and I think in my day it was just a bit simpler it was like it was the pub and it was that crowd of 20 people and you took your pick and it was like (laughs) and then you and then you you know you might move to London or whatever else but yeah no I, I think it's uh yeah there seems to be very little kind of um I don't know, staying power or persistence or yeah. Dedication. And another thing that winds me up is inconsistency. So I don't, you know how also we don't like words. We like actions, but inconsistencies are just like that. I don't know what you're like, but if, do you get a gut feeling when things are going wrong or shit or something's happening? I do. I go literally, I can feel it in my stomach. Like, hang on a minute. There was an inconsistency there. And I, can't put my finger on it but always right my gut's always right you've got to trust your gut like I always think when it comes to like if if you're flaky all the time fine be flaky all the time if you're like really reliable great be really reliable all the time but exactly like you say if someone is nice to me one day and they're not nice to me the next or reliable one day I don't know where I stand and it scares me off because I'm always the same I'm always the same um and And I I don't want to somebody else shouldn't shouldn't be allowed to put that on you no. it's like you you shouldn't uh so I think I've, I've got a lot more kind of clearer about knowing my boundaries now whereas I think you know there was a time where you're like well you leave the door ajar a little yeah. bit just in case and now I'm like do you know what you said yeah. this let's just draw a line on the things and leave it yeah but then as you get like as you, I, I've noticed even as I've got older like 
my sort of like bullshit tolerance like what I'm willing yeah. to accept like is is just it's so like I'm willing to accept so much less than I used to be yeah like I think when you're young I don't know like when you're younger if you're just naive or if you just hope for the best or yeah like if you just maybe it's a bit of rose tinted glasses I don't know but like now mm. I'm sort of very much like no I know what I want and I know what I'm worth and I know what I'm not willing to fucking accept yeah and like I've seen like in me mom as well like I watched her try and make her relationship with my dad work for mm. like all of my life and um was like a, probably a lot more aware of how much she was sacrificing and giving of herself and you know how hard mm. she was working than she thought yeah and it's like now as I say like now I see her like as this sort of like 60 odd year old woman within a new relationship like she is so much more like self-sufficient and strong and less willing mm. to put up with his bullshit and bless a poor fella like he's great he doesn't do any of the stuff my dad used to do but like I often just think like no you're like as you've got older you've got more and more powerful and less willing to put up with things you don't deserve and I suppose we all just end up like that don't we yeah you have to hope I mean I think there are some people who are born self-assured mm. and who are probably born kind of don't take bullshit and I've always admired that but I've also always known that as a people pleaser yeah. and someone who puts pe other people first because you know if, if that's how if that's your personality maybe like your mum she's putting the children and her husband first and, and doing everything and now she's kind of like she's coming out of that and blossoming mm. and and like me she has more years behind her than she does in front of her. She's not going to waste it. Like being trapped in a situation, um, you know, do that she doesn't want to, that you can't make work. And I think that's probably in a way was probably the, whilst the, the end of my last marriage was absolutely devastating for me. Uh, although I took the decision, it just broke my heart. Just just hoped we'd be together we get on really well he lives just across the road we get on really well still but oh look look cool that... convenient location <laughs> <laughs> but that coming to an end really was the beginning of I, I guess of a sort of chapter of my life that I never thought would happen and it wouldn't have happened if that marriage hadn't come to an end I'd still be putting other people first I'd still yeah. well, I still do but like I'd still be drowning in obligation and responsibility and all that sort of stuff whereas now I'm sort of going do you know what I'm just gonna take that yeah. cloak off and see what it feels like to be me and to do things for you because that's a female yeah. thing like again yeah. sweeping generalization I'm so sorry I think there's probably about three fellas listen to this anyway so I'm not offending anyone <laughs> but like I think that's a female thing. We try and be everything for everybody. Yeah. Luca, like everything for our kids. Like we try and do every single job that comes our way. We try and make everybody happy and make them be the best versions mm -hmm. of themselves. And finally, when you get to the end of the day or the end of the week, what's left for you? Like, yeah. I think that's, it's definitely a female trait. Cause I don't know any fucking men who break their backs like that. No, it's it's true because it's and there's that thing point where I realised that I couldn't be a hundred percent at everything. Mm. Like you know, you know, I love my cooking, and so, but but equally, like if I do that, something else is going to have to suffer. And I'd be like, no, but I'd be like juggling plates, going no, but I still have to do that. And I literally, still have to, and then, literally juggling plates. <laughs> yeah, and now it's like no, I have to stop being so hard on myself. Do you know what that that wasn't done as much or as quickly or as as whatever it is that wasn't but I just have to 
try and go easy on myself because it's also exhausting constantly putting that pressure on yourself because it's not always other people physically putting that pressure on yourself it's it's a subconscious thing you feel it you you just feel like you're around that sense of obligation and sometimes we are we're our own harshest critics and we we make think we make a rod for our own back with a lot of stuff hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But it does feel like, especially like all the news I've been reading about you in the press, I do me a little research before I get my guests on. <laughs> and it definitely feels like you've had this huge epiphany recently. Like, Ulrika, if I look half as good as you at your age, like never mind sexy selfies, like I'll be going to the fucking supermarket with me tits out, mate. Like I won't, I'll be in the garden centre with me nunny out. Like I won't care. I'll just be like, look at me, I'm 54 and this is how I look. So take it all in. But you said like your kids are a little bit embarrassing, but you don't care, mate. You've definitely had this real, it feels like a proper powerful shift in you. Yeah, it, it's been really, really amazing isn't the right word because it's kind of tough also going through something like that because as I said coming out of my marriage I you know I felt lost and I didn't know what was happening and I wasn't expecting to find myself at that point doing that and all that sort of stuff but then and then you I think because for the first time I wasn't looking for anybody else to like fill my hole um but you know what I mean (laughs) not that hole you know but to fill a hole I I was because I took time out to be on my own I'm really comfortable in my own company and I do love time on my own so that in itself made me just go like just listen to yourself just listen to yourself I'm not it's something I've just never ever done I've never done it and obviously it's all well and good saying this and it does take a lot to put it into practice so you know it's not every day that I'm like this but I'm definitely there's been a massive change and I also feel like um you know although I'm 54 I feel like my age is just you know it's hard to sort of accept you think god 54 that's really ancient but on the other hand I think well my head's like smutty and filthy and vile and rude and, and let's not cheeky. forget your body's still 25 mate looking at that like I'd be out of the moon to have that 33 no there's a lot of there's a lot of excess skin and, and my, I'm getting an old woman's ass you know when your ass just disappears stop like... it I've seen you in a bikini Ulrika I'm not accepting any of this <laughs> like Erkan says I've got a rectangle butt he says me back falls into me legs like there's just nothing there he's right like I can't he's, he's calling the spade a spade so I still look at yours and think gosh she 
it's got everything where it should be, the lucky cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, my ass is on my backside. That's about it. That's the only, <laughs> only thing. But, yeah, no, it's um, – well, again, it goes back to us all judging our bodies, doesn't it? And you thinking that, you know, you're not happy entirely with this or you're not happy with that. And I have to say I always take my hat off to you on your Insta when you show – unattractive pictures of yourself and you know verse because if you're happy to show the good stuff you've got to be happy to show the shit stuff yeah. but it takes it still takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of um yeah just putting it out there and I so I I, I really really because I look at you looking absolutely stunning and and then immediately just like every other woman in the world go <laughs> and then and then it goes reality and you're like <laughs> and I go, oh, thank God. That's the Vicky I know. <laughs> yeah, that's the Vicky I know, crying, covered in mud, yeah. hating our very existence. There she is. But, like, that for me, like, my decision to sort of take control, I suppose, of my narrative came because I was so sick of bad pap pictures, you know. Like, mm. I was so sick of feeling like I was at the mercy of these people who who ruined my holidays, who like took away magic moments for me, who made me feel afraid to go out that I thought, you know, like if I'm, if all I'm ever posting is gorgeous pictures of myself, of course people are going to get excited when they see us like, getting me shitty leggings, doing me shop, like with no makeup on and and, like me grey hairs, like of course they're going to be excited. So if you take control of that narrative and you say, well, listen, I am human. Like I do have hangovers. I do have periods. I do have spots and I do get sweaty. Like all these things. Mm. Then these fellas, there's there's nothing they can do. I've took away their power. So that was Mm. what that was for me. And like, actually that's what I want to ask you. Like Arika, whenever I, Whenever someone comes on Vicky Patterson's Secret 2, obviously we ask them to divulge a couple pearls of wisdom for our lovely listeners. And I don't even know if you are aware how many inspirational things you've said. Like, you've clearly just gone on such a fucking journey. Like, you're so brave. You're so strong. And you are an inspiration, I think. And I think a lot of lasses, like, in particular, a couple of my mates going through breakups at the minute, they'll want to, they feel powerless. They feel lost. They feel Mm. like they've had things taken away from them. But I want to know what your secret to finding your power is? Oh, I guess always, always my number one would be honesty. And that's an honesty with yourself. So always, always been very honest about my own capabilities and whatever. But that it's honesty in every single facet of life. Honest about what you're capable of. Honest about what you want. Yes. And like you said, honest about what you're prepared to put up with. Stop lying to yourself. God, the times I've lied to myself going, it's all right. It's, yeah. It's, no, it's not all right. Yeah. yeah, this, that or the other. And honesty with other people. And and that that's one I found uh, that can be trickier in the sense that I like to be, you want to be nice to people and you don't want to say uncomfortable things. So asserting myself and being honest with other people was a bit of a struggle but now I just go it does just not feel right if I'm not being yeah. true to myself and being honest with myself um and I know it's just a kind of well it's obviously not a coincidence but obviously I brought out my autobiography when I was 34 um oh, I, I brought mine lived. out I brought mine out was about 20 fucking five Ulrich, so I didn't worry you're in good company I didn't know it's now. just insane I know, know. And and the title of it was Honest. And actually, I didn't particularly want that title. I was going to have something else. Um, I feel like you but, would have gone for something a bit funnier, a bit more tongue-in-cheek. Yes, it was going to be. Ass. 
it was going to be licking lampposts because if you tell me not to do something, I'll do it. So, you know, you shouldn't lick a frozen lamppost because your tongue will stick to it. Yeah. Well, I did. So, and, and then it became too cryptic. The publishers were like, no, 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 licking lampposts. That would be, I have all sorts of weird interpreta- interpretations. Let's just call it honest. And I think honesty is something that is so, so important to me. And I can see when people are being dishonest Uh, with themselves or when they're being dishonest with other people so yeah I I guess it's it's not an easy journey being honest with yourself and it's not easy asking yourself those questions it's even harder sticking to yeah to what you're focusing on but um it's got to be done I agree like even in relationships it's so difficult to ask for what you want and like yeah I think some more often than not people go through life being slightly unhappy in their circumstances yeah. oh 100 percent. rather than say like oh no I want this in the bedroom or oh no like yeah. I need you to pick up the kids or you know like rather than have that awkward conversation they'll just sit yeah. on it and be miserable and I think that's crazy and you're so right like being assertive that owning what you want being honest with yourself mm. and others that's powerful that's yeah. fucking powerful. And in fact, and that that's so true because it would have been very easy for me to have stayed in my yeah. last marriage. It was a massive disruption. You know, we have four kids. I mean, a couple of them grown up and whatever else. But, you know, we were a family. To suddenly come along and shake that up. We'd been together for 12 years or whatever else. To shake that up, it was like horrendous. And I just kept asking myself, like, can you do it? Can you, you know, and a marriage doesn't end overnight. You know, it takes it takes time before before you reach that conclusion and and I was like there was just one day when there was you know a straw that broke the camel's back and I was like no I cannot do this anymore and I know shit's gonna hit the fan everything's gonna be awful but interestingly when we talked about you taking control on your Instagram um I, I you know compared to you obviously I have like 10 followers but uh you you have but but Instagram for me has been a lovely way of taking control too because all my my narrative has been dictated by the press media and public and perception whatever. yeah exactly yeah. yeah exactly so to be able to go here's me gardening or here's me cooking people go I didn't know you like gardening or I didn't know you got depression or whatever it is and you go no you see that's who I am and it's quite lovely to sort of to have that but yeah no um yeah absolutely it's very to stay in the status quo can be very comfortable I think there's a lot of people out there for fear of rocking the boat will make themselves unhappy and sometimes it absolutely is the right thing to do and you just can't force other people to do it they've got to do what's right for them but yeah it's there is there is light at the other end of the day and it's a horrible thing to go through but eventually things get better I mean I always say like not in life worth having is easy it's true and like if you want to be happy if you want to be successful if you want a great body if you want a good relationship like whatever it is like even look at being a mother Christ that's hard yeah. but all these things like you, they're so worth it so yeah I yeah. just you have to work at it you've got to work hard be honest assert what you want yeah and then you're just going to be powerful beyond measure like Ulrika Johnson <laughs> that crazy bitch <laughs> thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me today Ulrika I love you oh thank you darling <laughs> I love you too 
Well, everybody, that was Ulrika Johnson on Vicky Parts and the Secret 2. I absolutely love Ulrika. I fell in love with that one we did. SES, actually, that's a lie. I've been in love with her since Shooting Stars, Gladiators, everything. And I'm sorry if I fangirled a little hard, but I meant it. She was so part of my youth. Like, honestly, the fabric of 90s TV. Um, and so, yeah, I tried to keep my, my little girl crush under wraps, but I'm not sure if I managed it. If you did love this episode of Vicky Parts and the Secret 2 with Ulrika, she's currently on SES who dares wins on channel 4 at the moment with me as well so tune into that Sunday's 9 o'clock I think um, but yeah if you're loving the podcast please do all the podcasty things tell your mates leave reviews because we are loving making it have a great week everybody everybody